It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. So Dale, I have a great question for you from Jennifer in Las Vegas. And uh, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that we are, oh gosh, what do I normally say? That's so funny. We have done it in so long. I'm like, what? What's my lead in for this? <laughs> Just want to remind everyone of our best question bonus giveaway. Okay, that's right. Um, okay, starting over. There we go. Breathe. <laughs> there we go. Breathe. <laughs> so Dale, I have a wonderful question from Jennifer in Nevada. And before we get started with Jennifer's question, I wanted to remind everyone of our best question bonus giveaway. This is an ongoing drawing that you too can enter just by sending your question into our podcast to be answered by Dale on air in a future episode. So um, all you have to do is send it to askdale at askdaleanything.com. That's askdale at askdaleanything.com. And your question will go into a queue and you will automatically get entered for a chance to win one of Dale's transformational courses. So get your question answered, help other people by getting your question answered so that they can benefit from it too. And then you potentially win one of Dale's transformational courses. So it's like a win, win, win. So anyway, please send your question in to us. And with that, let's get back to Jennifer's question that she sent in and got entered into our drawing. And that is, Jennifer says, what do we do when our current relationship with money is strong and so many family members have weak money flow and constantly ask for financial help from us. Should we help them out by taking from our hard-earned healthy money flow to bail them out or let them learn for themselves how to heal their own issues with money? Like, where does the Florence Nightingale good karma, good deeds thing end? Yeah, good question. I, I like the way you presented that, especially when you used the word hard, your whole voice changed. And uh, you put a lot of emphasis on that word hard. Well, and I suppose that's maybe a good place to start too, is that you want to check to see if whether or not the energy that you're in is a harder energy. So an example, this might be uh, a family member knows we have a little, a little bit of money, uh, money that we've earned clearly, or that we've been saving they know of it and now they would like to borrow some of it so to speak and they're coming on you pretty strong meaning they're you know persisting with wanting to get a loan from you and your way of dealing with that is perhaps a more aggressive energy as in uh, that harder energy because if it is you want to be mindful to that uh, because energy will always seek more of its own so if somebody's asking me for money and I have a hard energy around them asking me for money, then that energy is going to meet that person 
that's asking me for money. And so next thing you know, they're going to ask me again. And then I'm, if I maintain this hard energy towards them asking me, and a hard energy could be like, hey, wait a minute, I worked really hard for this money. Why are you even asking me for this? Or wait a minute, internally, I'm holding this person in judgment. Like, how dare they go ahead and ask me for this money that I've worked so hard for? Like, what's up with that? Just because they're family? So either one of those two dynamics could qualify as this harder energy. And that harder energy, it then gets hooked into the money flow or the energy of money. And whoever this person is that's asking, that person could very well end up asking us two, three, four, or five more times over a short period of time. And every time they ask, maybe they start to get a little more aggressive in their approach to ask us for this loan that they now believe that we should just give them because we now have money and they don't. Well, again, they too are projecting a hard energy. Again, energy will always seek more of its own. Always. This is one of the beauties here is that because it, it, it's governed by an actual universal law. So in this case, if I have one, two, or three people in my life that are asking me for money because the word got out that I've been saving money, or I came into a little bit of money, or I just got a, a nice bonus from my job, or whatever, whatever, and next thing you know, they're pushing on me through their own persistence. In other words, they won't let it go. They just keep on asking because they have me in this expectation that I should just go ahead and give them that money. Well, the fact that I have two or three in my family doing this, there's a real good likelihood through them reflecting back to me that I very well could have a hard energetic somehow, some way hooked into the flow of my own money. I just haven't been aware of it. And that's why I say this is a real beauty sometimes because if it is two or three people that are asking me for this loan and they don't seem to back off, and they're coming on with a little bit of an aggression, the fact that there's more than one person, actually the fact that there's one person and that one person is doing it multiple times, that's one level. Another level to what I'm uh, responding to here right now with my answer is if it's two or three people. This is clearly in my world and my world of teaching, my world of living with these universal laws, so to speak, I right away recognize that that that's not so much about them, it's more about me. Not from the place where I go in and beat myself up or make myself wrong, like, oh my gosh, I've done something so terrible here. Not at all. Rather from the place like, wait a minute, this is the universe's way of reflecting, mirroring back to me, the type of energy, or at least some kind of energy that I've got hooked into the energy of my money, that in this case is kind of hard or it's kind of a pushy energy, or it's kind of an aggressive energy. And as always, if that's what I'm doing, then that ultimately means I could end up doing one of a couple things with my energy with money. One is I could literally push so hard on the money that I'm making, on the money that I'm saving, I could burn myself out. Because if I'm doing that, remember everything's energy. There's another law that governs that as well. So if everything's energy, and this is my way of utilizing my energy, 
then that in itself could really tire me out at some point or burn me out. The other thing it could potentially do is it could also create a sabotage where now something happens with wherever it is that I'm creating money, whatever vehicle that I'm using, whatever modality that I'm using, um, maybe it's my business, my career, where I've got a decent amount of cash flowing or cash flow that's flowing, well, I could potentially jam that channel up because I'm the one walking around with this harder energy. And not that my family members are not either. But again, if you take a look at what's really going on here, there's a possibility that the universe is attempting to get through to us to show us we've got something going on around the very thing that we think they're doing. We could be doing something similar, a little different way, but on an energetic level where the energy is similar. Meaning if they're pushing on me, which means they're pushing on money, they're pushing on my money, trying to get my money. Well, if that's the case, then there's a possibility I'm doing something similar, not as I'm going out to other people to ask them for money, I'm doing something similar as in that energetic tone where I'm pushing on my money or I'm making something about my money hard. Yes, so that actually does really help. Um, I think that leads into a whole different area to explore mm -hmm. when, you know, to me, what I keyed in on was the family dynamic. So, you know, what if uh, a friend asks you to borrow money and suddenly you have no issue with that, but it has to do more with it being family. So does this dynamic with having a hard energy towards family members in relationship to money play into family patterns and possible family karma or, you know, something that's been going on within the family for a long time, possibly before you even like came into this life, into this family. Absolutely. It could again, with each situation, with each person, if this sort of thing is playing out for them, it's going to be a little different because there's these other elements that come into play, not all elements, but it'll be an element or two that'll be very unique to us given whatever it is that we're currently working through or whatever it is that we might have as a lesson to be learning here or something that we're to be healing with inside of ourselves that somehow some way got mixed up or hooked into the flow of money or even the experience of money, the way we're experiencing money in our world. So, you know, it's uh, one of the things that happens when we look at, say, for example, lottery winners, and there's been a lot of studies now done on lottery winners over the last 20 years or so. And some of these studies reveal just some really awesome stuff. And so, you know, when somebody comes into a lot of money, um, very seldom can they sustain it. And, and don't just take that from me. I mean, this is, this is actual research has been done and it's shown over and over again. So even though a lot of us think, no, if I, you just give me an extra $100,000, my life's going to be different. I'm going to show you how wonderful I'm going to be with the money and so on and so forth. Well, it turns out with most people that just is not true. The complete opposite happens. When somebody uh, comes into a lot of money. So remember when I was talking about those energetics or those dynamics that are hooked into money. So whatever the energetics are, that are hooked into money, whether, whether we're aware of it or not, it really doesn't matter. Whatever those energetics are, 
And whatever those energetics are hooked into, whether it is karma or to be learning something or it's family karma or it's the patterns that as in collective patterns that we're playing out as a family or within the family unit um, or even our belief system. Maybe we have some real serious limited beliefs around money and what we think money is and who deserves it and who doesn't deserve it and so on and so forth. Again, this is going to be very unique to the individual. But here's what happens. When the more money comes to us that we don't yet have a container to hold, that's also energetic, a container. Like in other words, we can we hold money, believe it or not. And I'm not talking about your bank account, even though that's probably where you have your physical money is in your bank account. But I'm not talking about that. We hold money, we hold because money is an energy. So we hold the energy of money. And if too much comes upon us too fast, then what that often does, it takes those lower dynamics that we've got hooked into money and it begins to activate them. And this is where you'll see it within a family. If a family member comes into a lot of money and the other members of the family learn about this transaction, many times the other members of the family come in like a hawk and they're coming in for their share, so to speak, because they're family. And what's even more interesting, the member within the family who just came into a lot of money, they are just so stressed when it comes to approaching their family member. Like, how do they approach them? What do they say? How do they say no if they really want to say no? How much do they give them? Do they know? And the fact is, most people do not. And, and what ultimately happens, this ends up stressing them it causes them to become very, very anxious. And in that state of anxiety and stress, this is where they usually start making, we'll say, poorer choices or lower choices in relation to the money that just came in uh, to. And three years later, according to the most recent research that's been done on this, uh, on average, three years later, whatever inheritance they came into, whatever winnings they came into, for the most part, it's all gone. It's all gone. Somehow, some way, they find a way. Now, even though they say they're not going to do this, but they somehow, some way, find a way. It's like the person who says, you know, they've maybe got issue with their mom or dad, and they see their mom act out a certain way. They see their dad act out a certain way. And whenever they see their parent act out in a certain way, they follow it up either inside of themselves or sometimes they speak it out loud and they say, and I'm never going to become like my dad. I'm never going to become like my mom. And then 15 years later, surprise, surprise, guess who they become like? Exactly. That parent that they swore they would never become like. Well, we do the same thing with money. We do the same thing with the energy of money. We swear that if we come into a lot of money, we're never going to blow it like my dad did, like my mom did, like my brother did, like my sister did, like my friend did, like the next door neighbor did, like that stranger did on the other side, on the other side of the country that won a bunch of money. We swear to everybody, just give me that money and I'll show you what to do with it. I'll never do what they do with it. And yet somehow, some way, that person that comes into a lot of money, at least according to the, um, the data, that the majority of them 
will do something similar. So the same thing with the family. If whether you win a bunch of money or whether you start getting paid um, with your work, in other words, you got a steady job now and you're putting a little bit of money away and you're saving money and they get wind of it, it's the exact same thing. They start asking. And then as they ask, it brings something up for us. Unless you are completely clear. If you are completely clear of your own family dynamics, your own lower energy patterns, your own belief systems, if you really are clear, this is a non-issue. It's a non-issue. Not only will you say possibly no to your family, but you'll do it in a state of calm. You won't be upset. It'll be, no, it'll be a non-issue for you. Or maybe you do give them a little bit of money and you help them out from time to time. Whatever it is, you're coming from a place of center. You're coming from a place of a, in a state of calm versus the person who gets all worked up, got to talk about it to five different people. They get kind of aggressive when they're talking about it and uh, they get upset. They become maybe a little judgy, so to speak. That is somebody that's not clear. They might think they're clear, but that is somebody that's not clear because when you're in the presence of somebody who's really clear, that person doesn't show up that way. So Dale, I think this is actually a perfect lead in to talk about the unconscious money beliefs that you teach on in your money classes. So um, <clears throat> you talk about the subconscious impressions that are made that influence our money beliefs. And what you were talking about with the family is a perfect example of that. So let's say that someone recognized a money belief that was impressed upon them in their earlier years by family, by the family's limiting beliefs, and these are now blocking their money flow. Mm -hmm. What could they do to begin to dismantle these things? Or, or say they don't even recognize it yet, but they want to, how could they begin to make these limiting unconscious money beliefs more conscious in order to break through them and to increase their money flow and overcome these, these family dynamics that seem to carry on? Well, the first step, it's always the first step. So, you know, in my most recent book, Transform Your Destiny, I, uh, the book is just, it's a phenomenal book. But one of the pieces in the book is I give a five-step process to really transforming yourself. And, and step number one is you've got to have an awareness or you've got to be able to identify whatever it is you really to, are to be transforming or you want to transform, that's the first step. You've got to be aware of it. So if it's a, if it's true that whoever this person is, they have a limited, a limited money belief or a restricted money belief um, that maybe they picked up from mom or dad, or they picked up from an older sibling or an aunt or uncle, or, or they created it all on their own. However they got it, it doesn't really matter how they've got it. What matters is, are, are they aware of it? And they might or might not be. If they're not aware of it, then whatever that belief is, that has a limiting effect. It has a restrictive effect, in this case, on the energy of their money flow. This is how it goes. This is how it works, right? And so that first step is of, if I'm going to clear this up and open this up so my flow of money can become, shall we say, healthier, or better, 
if that's something that I would really like to create or have happen in my world, which we could have that happen, uh, we all could, well, then this is one of the places that you want to start checking if you haven't already. So once you become aware of what the belief is, uh, the moment you become aware of it, then it becomes a question of, in this awareness, as it plays itself out again, in other words, you're now having an inter interaction with somebody around money, and next thing you know, what zips out of your mouth is part of the conversation where clearly your money belief, as in that limited money belief, comes out of your mouth, whatever that is. You know, it, it might be something along the lines like, you know, I never get to keep my money. Um, I always have to hang on so tightly to my money because if I don't, somebody's going to take it away from me. Okay, so these are just, just an example. It doesn't mean to say this is exactly what you have, right? But whatever it is, it'll, it'll come out of your mouth. And once you're aware of what it is, because without the awareness, it's coming out of your mouth, you're not even in touch with the fact that it just came out of your mouth. So awareness is the starting point. It's only in this state of awareness of whatever that is, can I begin to hone in on identifying it correctly? So if I'm gonna transform yourself, if I'm gonna transform some part of myself, so as in my book, Transform Your Destiny, this is one of the um, uh, invites that I give the reader a lot throughout the book is if I'm going to transform something about myself, if I'm going to transform something about my life, which we can do, you can do, I can do, we all can do. We just maybe don't know how just yet, or maybe we don't even believe that we could even do this. When in fact, we now have a lot of people on the planet who have proven over and over again that we really can do this. You really can transform your destiny. You can transform your life. You can transform yourself. Now, not all in one setting. You're going to transform an aspect of yourself. You're going to transform an aspect of your life. And so in this case, if I'm going to transform this money belief that's been restricting the flow of money in my day-to-day -day reality, if I'm going to do this, well, then as I become more aware and then eventually acutely aware, I'm going to catch it when it rolls off the tip of my tongue. And then when I catch it, when it rolls off the tip of my tongue, I'm going to kind of observe it. And as I observe it, what I'm going to observe more specifically is what I do next. What do I do next? This is the biggie. In my first book, Being Called to Change, I talk about uh, or I write about in the book uh, there's one subchapter within one of the main chapters, and it's on what do you do when you're like when you're actually dealing with your own energy? Like, how do you do it? How do you deal with your energy, not somebody else's energy? How do you deal with your energy? Now, here's the deal. If you're going to get good at changing. As in, if you're going to get really good at honoring the call to change when you're being called to change by that of your own soul. When you get good at this, what does that mean? Well, there's one of seven ways, I call them strategies, 
There's one of seven strategies that you and I will almost immediate, immediately engage in when it comes to working with our energy. So if money is energy, that means the belief that I hold around money is also energy, whether that belief is a restricting belief or a freeing belief. It's going to be one or the other. That belief is either limiting my money supply or it's um, unlimited in my money supply. It's one or the other. So in this case, when I become aware yet again of this limiting belief, we'll say, then what I want to pay attention to is what do I do next? And what I do next is going to be one of these seven strategies. And one of them, as an example, would be to power up the energy. So in being called to change, I refer to it as power the energy up. This, what, what this means is the energy that's inside of me that I'm now aware of, we'll assume I'm now aware of, right? That energy that's inside of me, one of the seven strategies is I can actually give attention to that belief. I can give my power to that belief and literally make the belief stronger, believe it or not. In fact, people do it all the time. They're just not aware. That's it. When I was a young man, I used to do this all the time. I just wasn't aware. Because, come on, let's call a spade a spade. If we really are aware of this, no way are we going to keep on doing it. And if we don't know how to change it, we're going to find somebody and we're going to ask them to come into our life and specifically ask them to help us change this because this can be changed. But until I decide that this can be changed or this is going to be changed, it's probably not going to change at least anytime soon. Which means if this is one of those seven strategies where I'm literally powering up the energy, in this case, the energy that really makes up that limited belief around money. If that's what I'm doing is powering it up, but I'm not aware of it, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. What that means is that energy that that belief is made up of, that limited belief, that limited money belief, that energy now, or the belief, shall I say, is going to get stronger because I'm literally giving some of my power energy to this energetic belief. And therefore, over time, that belief, it gets stronger. And as it gets stronger, its limiting effect becomes even greater. So now, if I do this, say, over a period of 20 years, so 20 years ago, it was there, and it had some kind of an effect in terms of limiting my money supply. But now, over the last 20 years, I've been doing this for 20 years. I just was unaware. I didn't even know of these seven strategies. Didn't even know they even existed, right? And, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter. That if that's the strategy I use to deal with my energy, then that's the strategy I use to deal with my energy. Perhaps I learned that strategy from my dad. What I found about these strategies throughout the decades of teaching and working with people is these are the seven basic strategies. And they just run right throughout our humanity. 
In other words, every single one of us are using one of those seven strategies. How do I know that? Because I've put these seven strategies to the test to the tune of thousands upon thousands of people. I've seen it over and over again, you see. And so here now, I want to, do, I want to pay attention to what, I'm, what am I going to do next? So if what I'm doing next, if that's one of the seven strategies, and that's mine, I'm going to power it up, then now this whole thing is actually getting stronger, which means over time, its effect to limit my money supply will become greater. Until such time that I become aware of not just what is the belief, as in that limited money belief, but then to that, what do I do next when I become aware of the belief? Now, I don't know how long it's going to take you to clear out this belief. Some people, it's only a short time, and other people, it's a little longer. All depends on how, how much you're able to stay in this awareness. Because again, here, this is a beauty. It really is that belief, it will slip out of your mouth. And it will slip out of your mouth in conversation that you have with your friends or family members or your husband or your wife or your kids or your parents. Somehow, some way, it'll slip out. It's been slipping out. And if it turns out you have two or three money beliefs that, that are of a limited nature, then you have two or three money beliefs. Then those two or three money beliefs of a limited nature, they will literally slip out. They'll show up somehow in your vocabulary when you're expressing yourself to a family member, to a friend, to a lover, to whoever. And again, you become aware of it. And then in becoming aware of it, the thing that you really want to pay attention to is what do you do next? Dale, I just happen to have my copy of the book you were talking about right here, Being Called a Change. And I grabbed it because I wanted to let everybody know where this was in the book. If they really, you know, if you guys really want to get good at catching these things and stopping from doing one of these seven strategies Dale's talking about. Actually, there's one good strategy that you want to do, and that's at the end of this chapter, but it's in chapter seven of being called a change. And the last strategy that's a more positive one, now you want to learn about the other six to see which one of them that you do, but the last strategy that Dale was, ta um, was referring to was to actually clear these things. And so there's more on that in the book as well. Um, but Dale, one of the things I remember from your money classes was you said that the best thing to do in order to, when you catch one of these limiting beliefs coming out of your mouth about money, to write it down or to save a note in your phone. And I think it's such a trick of our ego to go, oh, I'll remember that. And then you don't. And so you had us carry a notepad around with us. And this really helped me because I used to say some really negative limiting beliefs about my money. And they completely would come out like when I would be at the cashier at, you know, 7-Eleven or at the grocery store. And I would say something in passing and it would be very revealing but I didn't even notice it until you had us do this exercise. So I wanted to bring that up because that was one of the things you taught us that was incredibly helpful for me in actually remembering them, you know, an hour or two later, rather than having it go back into my subconscious mind. Yeah, you know, there's a handful of different things that we can do on a real practical level, that being one of them. 
but and again, see by doing that exercise, by every time you catch yourself, you jot it down, or you make a note of it in your phone, but you jot it down. Because every time you do that, what's happening is you're actually getting yourself closer and closer to where you, where you move into not just the awareness, but you move into an acute state of awareness. So meaning, the, meaning you're always aware of this now. That's, that's one of the first objectives. Sometimes that takes a month or two to get to that place. But once you're at that place where you're, you're just, you're always aware. I mean, to the point where you'll become so aware if you stay with this, uh, you'll start to laugh at yourself. Like you'll see this as a kind of a funny thing. Like how, and how did I not, how long have I been doing this for? And how did I not see this before? And you'll start to lighten up. You'll like really start to have fun with it. Um, but that's now because you're more or less in that state of awareness. So now as it slips out and you write it down or you make a note of it in your phone as just a practical step to help keep you in the awareness. But the other piece it does when you do this, you get to see just how many times it slips out of your mouth through the course of a waking day. Some of these beliefs can show up in your dream space, like in your nighttime dream space. You can have a dream in the middle of the night about one of your restricted or restrictive money beliefs. Believe it or not, you really can. It's just so amazing because it's all, it's, none of this can be held onto inside. Because the energy itself must always be in a constant state of, constant state of motion. So, so in this, when you start working with this and you have the right strategy and you have the right tools and you're actually working with it because you really want to work with it because ultimately you want to clear it. You want to clear out the belief. You clear out the belief, you change your money supply. I mean, it's just that simple. Once that belief gets cleared out or transformed or beliefs, again, you might have two or three in there. But once they get cleared and truly transformed, one of the ways and how you'll notice that this has happened is that your money supply goes to another level. It changes, it expands, it, it, it flows better, it flows smoother. Um, it's no longer you know, the feast and famine kind of thing. It's just, it really is a neat thing. Um, and if everybody knew about this, but more specifically, knew how to work with their own energy properly, correctly, consistently, then anybody and everybody could have a better, healthier supply of money. Doesn't mean to say they're going to be rich with millions of dollars, or maybe they will be, maybe they won't be, but that's not really the point. It's like what happens in your life when your money supply is able to flow easily and effortlessly. What kind of a change does that represent in your life in order to have money be that way? And ultimately, that's the way money really is to be. Money is to be in a state of flow. It's like energy. Energy is to be in a state of flow. So, you know, this whole topic can get really deep, very, very deep and incredibly expansive because there's so much to learn about this. So anyhow, I'll turn it back to you, Mickey. <laughs> No, I completely agree with you. We could go on and on about, well, not just the dynamics of money, but then the family patterns and the family cycles and 
know, coming back to that as we wrap this up, I just wanted to point out to everyone that if this is intriguing to them, if you guys want to learn more about your own relationship with money and you either don't want to be that relative that Jennifer was asking about that was borrowing and had this situation of hard going on with the person they were asking in the family, or if you realize that you're hard towards your own family members, then this money course that Dale has, he has one in his uh, library on dellehalloway.com. That's D-A-L-E-H-A-L-A-W-A-Y.com. Just go to the courses tab and you will see the money mastery course. And it is such an eye opener. Now, if you realize that you've got a lot of family dynamics going on, then I highly recommend that you get another book that Dale didn't touch on a lot today, but it has a lot on family karma and family cycles. And that is his uh, most recent book, Transform Your Destiny. And that book has got an entire section devoted to the types of issues you might be dealing with in your own family dynamics that might be creating this type of situation for you. So there's an awful lot in the Dale Holloway Library that you would want to check out if any of this resonates with you. Anything you want to add to that, Dale? No, I, you said it well. I, I think it's probably enough for today anyways. Um, but it is. It's such a deep topic. And, and this topic also, you know, as you learn about money, you're also learning about your life. Um, you know, and then especially if you get into really transforming your destiny, I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, this becomes like a lifelong learning process where you're always learning something of value or of, of significance in relation to that of your truest self. And um, so when you look at it that way, I mean, how could it uh, not be all that exciting? It's, you know, it's exciting, it's fulfilling, it's, it's also challenging. It's going to make you grow, no question about it. But then again, that's part of why you came here at from soul level is to grow, to grow and evolve and mature. Uh, we all have, uh, perhaps there's other reasons why we're here too, but this is uh, one of the biggies is, is for us to be growing and for us to be evolving and for us to be maturing in that of our own lives, personally, professionally, entrepreneurially wise, spiritually wise, financially wise on all levels. So. It's um, I like as I said, I think we probably already said enough here, at least for this particular episode today, so that it's still somewhat digestible for everybody. And and um, of course, you did a nice job there, Mickey, just letting people know there's other resources that you can go check out too, should you feel inspired to do so. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And if anything does resonate with anyone, I, I mentioned several things here today, but at the end of this uh, episode, we do have a special offer for you. It's a great starting place. And then you can just go with whatever resonates with you to keep on this course of learning more and uncovering more about yourself and what's going on in your unconscious. So with that, thank you, Jennifer, for the fantastic question. And thank you, Dale as always, for your fabulous expertise. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and yes, and a big thank you to Jennifer as well. Great question.
And do remember that you too can send your question in to have it answered on air. Just send it to askdale at askadaleanything.com and you will automatically be entered in our best question bonus giveaway where that you can get your question answered on air and win one of Dale's transformational courses such as the Money Mastery course we were just talking about here today. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at dalehalawaycom forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.